the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to a man of grace, sophistication, integrity, and whimsy? Well, so are we. But until such a man shows up, please welcome Eric Matexas. Good morning, Chris. I am in an airport hotel in Los Angeles, California. Are you? I am not. I'm a, I'm a not. Ho- no. Welcome. Yes. I'm I'm at an uh, I'm I'm at a hotel at LAX. I'm watching the planes take off. It's fun. Why am I in California? You ask. Well, I've got an answer for that. Um, tonight is the premiere of Letter to the American Church, the documentary film. Tonight, Thousand Oaks, California. I'm here for that. It's kind of amazing, Rob McCoy. It, it, it's interesting um, because. The church where we're premiering the film tonight, and I guess I'm going to sign books and talk and whatever, but it's um, it's Cal- it's Godspeed Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks, California. Anybody can come, but um, that is the church where the whole thing started. I spoke there on my book letter to the American church uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess, kind of amazing to think it's that long ago. And the two women who ended up making this film, they were there and they heard me speak and they said, you know what? This make a great documentary film. They've made the film, uh, as I've said on the program, it is really wonderful. I can't, I'm just amazed actually at how good it is. It's, it's, uh, you know, I like my book, but my book's not very cinematic. There's not a lot of color. The film is just edited brilliantly. A lot of guests, a lot of, it's just, it's so great. And so these are, Real deal Hollywood ladies here who who jumped in and, uh, you know, they heard you speak. They uh, left in the middle and came back with popcorn and Twizzlers that should have clued you off. Yes. You in, you know. No, it, it, it's kind of it's funny because they really, you know, when they said they want to make it a film, I thought, huh. OK, I'm you know, like that's that's great. But I mean, I, I never thought, you know, I just thought I'm just writing this thing to reach Christians, to speak to Christians. But they wanted to make a film. They made a film. It is genuinely spectacular. You'll, when you see it, folks, you'll see. Like, it's it's a next-level documentary. It's not like a lot of the documentaries we've seen. I have to say, it's really particularly well done. Um, I want to say, also, Chris, you are a producer on it. Your name comes it's up. True. And it's like just It's just sh- shocking. It's I said, wait a minute. That's my Chris Himes. That's, I know, Chris. And That's right. um, we need to say that... Um, if you uh, can't get to Thousand Oaks tonight, California, uh, I just sent out an email yesterday. We are doing more and more screenings of the film in churches. If your church wants to do a screening of the film, ladies and gentlemen, go to lettertotheamericanchurch.com, lettertotheamericanchurch.com. You can sign your church up for a free screening of the film. 
that's pretty cool. And if your church doesn't want to do a screening of the film free, my question would be, why do you want to go to that church? Sorry, but I have to ask that question. Um, so yeah, feel free to sign up, you know, churches you don't go to for, for the, for a free screening as well, you know, yeah, sign up Unitarian and Episcopal churches in particular. Um, actually, by the way, if anybody wants to know what being a producer is like, all you have to do is just be down with answering your phone and saying, wait, what's happening? Uh, and that's about it. Um, I want to be clear that, uh, today in hour one, uh, Peachy Keenan, uh, who we've had on the program many, many times, she and I are going to be talking about the Trump trial. Uh, some some of you have followed this insane. It is it's so insane. It's just beyond it's just beyond belief almost. E. Jean Carroll, who is a trippy, odd woman, um, sued Trump for for rape. Then that kind of went away, and now she has sued him for slander, and she has this bulldog lawyer and a billionaire banking the whole thing and they got a judgment against trump for 83 million dollars it's the most insane thing it's just nuts so uh, peachy and i are going to talk about it um in hour one uh we're also going to talk about taylor swift from the super bowl and immigration how's that uh in hour two today i'm talking to richard fowler whom chris himes introduced me to recently he is somebody that uh is uh, going to talk about where faith and the arts intersect. He's working on a project, a film trilogy. Uh, actually, there's a lot of music involved. So faith, art, music, Richard Fowler in hour two. Um, I already mentioned that I'm speaking at God Speak tonight. We're doing a, the, the premiere of the film. I don't know if there's going to be a red carpet. I have no idea. But it is the premiere of the film, Letter to the American Church tonight, God Speak Church in uh, Thousand uh, Oaks, uh, California. And I should also mention, uh, Chris, Socrates Plus, um, if you want to sign up for that, it's $5 a month. If you sign up for the year, you get two months free, but it's SocratesInTheCityPlus.com. And you get a whole bunch of different programs, and we're adding programs. Uh, I just started watching the um, the one that we did, A Gentleman's Guide to New York that's that's loony. I think some some people are they're going to say what's what's this? This is what is this, Eric? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's like it, no, it's, you know, it's, pretty pretty classic short form stuff. Um, you know, it looks like something you'd find on cable channel. It's 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 really fun. It, it I I really I'm 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 a big fan of it, and that that doesn't include my participation in it. I'm just saying like the anyway. But that's gonna that's available if you go to SocratesInTheCityPlus.com. But also all the Socrates in the studios are now up that we filmed in season one. So those are all up season two where we're, we've begun to film. Um, uh, we, and also I want to say that anybody who wants to see the Socrates in the cities going forward, as you know, in the past, we've live streamed them. So anybody across the country can, can live stream it, can watch it. We're not going to do that anymore. Now you have to be a member of Socrates plus to watch the live stream. And we've got some great events coming up. Uh, we have one coming up in Seattle, February 8th. That's like what? A week and a half away from now, uh, I'm interviewing John West of the Discovery Institute in Seattle. If you want to live stream that, and I, I hope you do, uh, you have to sign up for Socrates Plus. That's go to SocratesInTheCityPlus.com and sign up. Um, obviously, uh, every event we do, we're going to live stream, and it's going to be available for people who are signed up. We've got February 29th, James O'Keefe is going to be my guest in New York City. Now, obviously, if you can get to Seattle and see the event live, great. If you can get to New York City February 29th and see the event with James O'Keefe live, fantastic. If you can't, you can live stream it if you are a member of Socrates. Plus, it's it's thrown in. It's no extra charge. It's included. 
Um, I am particularly excited. I don't even think we've announced it yet, but April 5th in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, we are going to, I'm not going to interview Nikki Haley. I want to be very clear. That's not happening. Mm, Who will I interview? I will tell you, I'm going to interview the author, Mark Helprin. Now, I just want to say, Mark Helprin is so amazing as an author that words fail me. I know I've talked about him on this program before, uh, but there is, I don't think there is anyone alive who comes close to his talent as a writer. Now think about this. I value writing. I value my own writing. I take it very seriously. I I want it to be uh, of a certain literary quality. Um, uh, the the writing of Mark Helprin and you know he he started writing in the seventies. Uh, um, he is um, I guess he's seventy six now, but his books have consistently been just some of the most amazing things I have ever read in my life. People have compared him literally, no joke, to Tolstoy, uh, Dostoevsky, Dickens. Like there, you know, he's compared to those people, uh, not to other writers who are writing. Uh, today. Um, I've had the privilege of, of, of meeting a few times, but I interviewed him at Socrates in the City a number of years ago. Um, I am now reading his new book. Um, it is called The Ocean and the Stars. It is just amazing. I don't, I wouldn't know where to begin. And I'm actually already nervous about my interview with him because I am so in awe of his talent. He is just, uh, just a monster talent. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he he writes with, um, I mean, there's there's a level of genius in the way that it communicates, but also the character uh, of, of his characters. What I mean, the the dignity that they have, uh, it's just it's it's absolutely delightful. And so I guess that's my long way of recommending uh, his books to to everyone. Uh, if you don't know who Mark Helprin is. Um, his first book, The uh, Winter's Tale, that's not his first book, but the the biggest bestseller was Winter's Tale, A Soldier of the Great War. Maybe that'd be the one I'd recommend, A Soldier of the Great War, the new one, uh, The Ocean and the Stars, um, just amazing stuff. Anyway, he's going to be my guest at Socrates City April 5th. If you want to live stream it, you have to be signed up to Socrates Plus, Socrates Plus, Socrates Plus. Go to SocratesInTheCityPlus.com uh, and don't forget... Uh, to sign your church up, letter to the AmericanChurch.com. We'll be right back. For more than 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their values and their exceptional service. They're an example of putting the cause ahead of profits, and it's why I am proud to partner with them. Starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal to the Every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders, and more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, get a free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me, make the switch today. patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 972-PATRIOT. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. 
In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against the volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out hi everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hey there, folks. Uh, As I think I prepared you or warned you i'm going to talk about faith and the arts you know if you know me or this program that um that is one of my favorite uh subjects to talk about how faith and the arts and culture uh mingle or ought to mingle uh i have as my guest uh dr rich Fowler, welcome to New York, and welcome to this program. Thanks so much for having me, mate. I really appreciate it. Well, you um, you sound Australian. Am I getting that right? <laughs> I am, huh? yeah. Huh? Originally British, but moved over in the immigrant trucks. So I lived in Australia for about 30 years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's where you picked up that accent. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I grabbed it. Yeah. So you... Um, I want to I, I ask you, what led you... Tell me about your faith journey, uh, and what led you to want to make uh, art um, that, you know, speaks to your, about, about your Christian faith? I think, um, I think I'd probably come back to just thinking about, well, then what to me is something that I can leave that's valuable? I mean, uh, for example, I listened and read your uh, beautiful work and uh, I'm going through the stuff that you've written. And in my heart, I go, you care about your audience. That's what I'm like. So my. So journey, I fooled you. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. No. I think you can't hide on that second forward in the in the Bonhoeffer work. You just tell us all the things that matter, and to me, I feel like we're brothers because of it. I mean, you're a story writer, and and so that's all I am, really. And my faith journey is wrapped around that. Uh, early well, you days. Ra- you were raised in the faith. I was raised in the faith. I sort of walked myself into a beautiful little Catholic family. I never chose it; they chose me. You know. And, uh, and that turned into this, you know, bouncy little warm home 
five kids, uh, always the grandparents are around, the uncles are cheering us on, going for the right football team, I was told. And uh, eventually when we moved over to Australia, uh, you know, I followed this really pretty girl into um, some charismatic... Does your wife know about this? Um, yeah, she knows a fair bit about it. She was the one. So, uh, <gasps> I'm from, so glad to hear that. From high school. <laughs> yeah. So, from uh, high school? Yeah. You were high school sweethearts, I as went, we say. I went to the little Christian group in the high school, and, and there she was, and I just went, this is a really good reason to find faith, you know? Well, it's happened before. Um, so, and wh- what pulled you into the world of uh, making art? How did that happen for you? I think the natural thing for me was that I discovered that I really cared about what other people were doing when I was playing songs to them. So mom or dad would wheel me out. And there was a moment where I played a song with about 300 people. Wait, 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 wait. So you were a musician? Okay, so the, the musical side is just been natural since I was a kid, but didn't know that I had any musical talent until I was about 11 because we came from a pretty poor family and no one had an instrument. 11, so you're a pretty late bloomer. That's right, yeah. yeah. And I discovered that a party trick turned into a career. So for me, most instruments I can play, which is really kind of cool. And I've been able to do that in, in lots of places. I've ended, ended up on uh, musical theatre, acting, and, and the songs that I was singing, for example, that little example I was giving, when, when I'm playing, I noticed that people would cry if I did a thing a certain way. And then when I was on my knees and just having a wee pray, I just thought, I think that's what I want to do. So, <clears throat> so what have you done professionally? Because I want to talk about what you're working on now, which you call the Thin Places Trilogy. But before we get to that... What, 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 uh, how had you been making a living and working as a Christian in the arts? So between 2006, 2009, I had the great privilege of working here on Broadway and directing. That was where I ended up because people used to just say, well, we'll get rich to do the job. We'll get rich to do the job. And first of all, it was just mopping up. So I'd be an assistant director on shows, musical theatre shows, travelling around the APAC region. And then eventually I started writing shows and we were putting ones on in different countries, which is awesome. And eventually, uh, you end up with a team sitting on Broadway between 2006, 2009. And something happened. Uh, The global financial crisis hit and my dad passed in the middle of that and just completely blew the wind out of my sails. Um, At at exactly that moment, after casting for the Broadway show, I felt that there was something that wasn't quite right, Eric. Um, I, I, it doesn't have to be me that Wait, so you were, it. Wait, so you were involved in a Broadway show. Yes, sir. To what extent? What do you mean you were involved in a Broadway show? Okay, well, my role as director was a privileged role of just being the dude at top, you know. Directing a Broadway show. Can you share with us the name of this Broadway show? The show was called Angels, and it was, um, and I'd done two Broadway show, two Broadway versions of it beforehand that were off-Broadway, and we were moving the show toward Broadway, and that was what happened with the global financial crisis. And exactly at the same time, I lost the show, which we were already rehearsing, and I lost um, my beautiful dad, who was a, a hallmark of all good things in my life. And so that launched you onto a journey that you're on now. Correct. So thank you, Eric, for pointing that out. My, my main heart was already broken. Um, loved what I was doing, loved the Broadway experience, loved what I've been doing overseas, making television sometimes, moving toward the film ideas. But in me, what happened was this sort of explosion of... Well, when you were casting for the Broadway show, I, I, I'm a real Excel spreadsheet guy. So 1,100 auditions, got them all down, told me you know, which ones go where, did all of those. 28 jobs, Eric. And then you have to decide if you've got somebody, if you've got a heart and you've got people who've got teams who can write things, you've got to decide, are we either not telling enough stories or are there just not enough jobs? 
And in my heart, I went, well, I'm going to find that out. And that's where I went back to school after my dad passed, popped back to Australia, hung around in the musical institution that I did the first degree that I did in, and then went and did the masters. My, my question was, how do you create a successful career as an artist? Because I was really interested in that journey. Is there a problem in here? And I found a few things that I thought were really, really interesting. A lot of them echoed the great faith works and scripture. And I thought, well, that's awesome. And then shifted over to, they wanted me to publish that. And I said, hang on, I want to hand on to the IP. I want to put that and make that the subject of three films. And that's where we get thin places. Okay, so you've been on this journey. And now we're getting to the punchline. You are making three films, a trilogy. It's called The Thin Places Trilogy. Uh, tell us about that. Tell us about the term thin places. I know what it means, but I think most people listening would not have heard it. Okay, great. It's probably on purpose. I'm, I'm drawing people towards something they might know less about so that I can then explain it in the works themselves. The, th- the three films are focused on that extraordinary time in life between 12 years old and 22 years old when you have to make decisions in life and you kind of haven't got as much responsibility as what's coming. And in that space, I really noticed having worked with Prodigy Kids for a long time uh, through the job that I do um, that happens to coincide with the teaching and the lecturing that I do as a, as a person who's working on their doctorate stuff. That time with Prodigies ended up teaching me that they are really walking through some interesting times in their well-being space. And I thought, if we can create stories that actually talk to every person Uh, that really makes a difference, it asks the questions, it throws the journey up for them, that that we know they're probably going to have to face decisions over time, over time, and we can catch that in great storytelling, it's really likely that they'll find a better language for for navigating the space. So the the films that you're making, I mean, most people don't make three films at once. Tell us about this, uh, the idea to make a trilogy of films? Well, that speaks to the doctorate. So in the doctorate, I took the ideas of the IP of how do you... IP being intellectual property, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to annotate and translate. IP, not everyone knows what that is. Many people do, of course. But um, you took... Say that again. You took the... So I took the intellectual property, which means the substance of of the findings in how do you create a successful career as an artist, and I bang that up against our bigger problem, which is how do you create sustainable art or successful art in feature film? And I just went away and I acted like a researcher and spent a good five years taking a look at how do we take a script? How do we know when it's better before we make it? How do we know when it's better? So it sounds like you're making making art about art, which sounds very theoretical. How do you make it not theoretical? How do you make it (laughs) part of a story? Oh, that's easy. Same way God did. Just humans, just what we do is you take an artist who really wants a thing, a dreamer, and then you put them through their paces. And by the time you get to the end, you have got a decent amount of the three things that make a person become better, the three things that were offered. Number one, and this is the masters, it's mentors and community. It's going to sound really familiar. So you got a master's degree focusing on the idea of mentors and community. Okay. And... um, What's revealed to you as important, and for us it would be things like scripture or epithets or things that we live off. And the third one, the third final thing that you put into all of your scripts to create that beautiful narrative journey so that all the questions are answered is defining moments. And that's precisely what I felt I got from reading your book on Bonhoeffer. I felt like this is like episodically treating us as a listening and present audience specific to his defining moments. You're able to talk to us about our lives, right? 
You're able to talk to us about well, those. Of course, that's, uh, th- that is, I mean, we're, we're getting very, uh, let's see, what, what do I mean? We're, we're, we're theorizing about what art is. We're asking the question about what art is, which I think is extremely valuable, vital question. Um, and what art is ultimately um, has to do with what it means to be human. And I don't think, honestly, you can take God out of that equation. Um, when we come back, we'll explore this further. But I'm talking to Dr. Rich Fowler. Uh, we're talking about faith and culture making. Uh, we're talking about art. What is art? What's the point of art? We'll be right back. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Just the other night, I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep, promote joint comfort or detoxification support, Nutramedics has a health bundle bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, 50% of their profits. Nutramedics has a goal of surpassing 100 million in giving by 2030. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality and they donate 50% of their profits. Get 15% off by using the code ERIC during checkout. Go to Nutramedics.com and search health bundles. Support your health while helping others in need. Go to Nutramedics, that's N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com, Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Again, Nutramedics, N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com, Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. When you were young and your heart wasn't open. Welcome back. We're talking about art and faith and culture and art and culture and faith. Uh, I have as my guest, Dr. Rich Fowler. Um, you have studied what art is. In other words, that, that on an academic level, you've studied it. Um, yes, and, you, you know, we've been talking about that a little bit. But, but then you decided that um, I want to I talk about that through art. And that's what the Thin Places trilogy is. Can you share the... Um, in other words, what, the, the, right now you have the scripts, uh, uh, you're, so you're not, uh, you, the film isn't made yet, you haven't begun um, uh, shooting the film yet, but can you share uh, concretely what it will be about or what kind of characters or what kind of stories, what genre? 
I can give you an idea about um, what's happening uh, in all three films, for, for sure. Um, I might grab my guitar for that. Um, you, mi- you might. Holy cow, he's got a guitar. Is that a <laughs> three-quarters guitar? It's, I think it might be smaller. It's a half, I think. Look it's, at that. It's a little kid's guitar. I just thought I saw it as I was leaving. Did you steal it from a little kid? I actually did. I wouldn't hold it against you. <laughs> he, he couldn't play it very well anyway. I'm sure you can do a better job. <laughs> when you're sitting there and you're thinking, I really love this audience, these people whose heart may be breaking, and you're thinking about ages between 12 and 21, you're not, you might be thinking deep things about art, which you ought to if you've got your team. But just like somebody who really cares, like you as a writer, what ends up happening is you start seeing it through their eyes and you're trying to find out how will that land. So for me, music is really important. All three of the stories are, have music in it. And they're, I'll not, play, they're not quite musicals? or They're what? not musicals because they're about artists trying to do music or acting or singing or dancing. Okay. So they're about performing artists. So one of them is uh, you've got a 17-year-old uh, lady in, um, in Singapore. So this story is one of them. And she is attempting to uh, become uh, an important person in a group of university students. Those university students are just in the final throes of putting together Romeo and Juliet. She's very, very nervous about her contribution to that show. She's just joined the school and she's on the outer. And so as that beautiful um, uh, role starts to move towards being more and more concerned, she's the understudy, she might have to go on and all that sort of stuff, she finds a couple of friends who are also on the outer and they sit there and they put on a VR, which is a virtual reality AI machine, and they press go. The show they're putting on is Romeo and Juliet, and she's supposed to be Juliet. When they press the machine, something goes wrong with her psyche. She thinks she's Juliet. And so through the throes of the comedy musical where they're trying to put Romeo and Juliet on, we're trying to save Sarah because she thinks that she's Juliet. And, of course, inevitably, Juliet is moving toward her, her character arc, which is to take her own life, which is something that's very, very serious. So within the comedy, where the, the designer like me and my team are working out how to do that. So by the end of it, she ends up... I'm just going to play a little bit of it. By the end of it, she ends up facing... Uh, the opportunity where she thinks this is the last moment, what's going to happen? And then you hear a song like this that just poses to her questions. It's just a little... I'm going to do a little bit of the song. Blood is thicker than water Love is stronger goes so we get the song to take us you've got the whole cast around people are really worried about her and she ends up finding that robust but simple words love is real it's more than you feel so this is a story about artists making art the pursuit of art as a career acting and so on and so forth so what i'm trying to think there have been so many stories uh, on hollywood and broadway in hollywood and on broadway that tell the stories of, of artists right. trying to become artists. Uh, so is this like a straight Christian version of Torch Song Trilogy? Okay, that's a really good point. Um, I think for me, the space is about cultural transformation. So it's really kingdom 
placed inside of stories that would be released in the in the um, in our theaters and in the streaming places. That's what all the films are meant to be doing because the people, the prodigies I'm working with, they're not specifically going or coming or thinking that there's uh, something as important as Christ at the end of that story yet. So that's what we're doing, and that's where my heart broke when my father uh, passed. I went. I need to reach these kids. I need to get them work, first of all. I mean, I'm a director. Surely we can write some more shows that are worth doing. And if they have messages that are infused in them, surely that would be an excellent way of raising up these beautiful artists that you have in your country and other countries. So that story embodies the notion of the movement of the artist. The other story that I've got in Australia is called Nova, and she's a deaf girl who wants to sing. And that's part, she's, she's one of the characters that you're following through uh, in so, this trilogy. And, and in the trilogy, it's completely separate, but there are moments where the girl that's in the first one that I just explained in Singapore is actually reaching out and finding out the story about the second one. So over time, as the stories build, you'll feel somewhat compelled to see all three, but they all work independent of each other. Unbelievable. <clears throat> you must know my friend Nigel Goodwin. No? I'd love to. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, because when I think of artists uh, and the Christian world, he's just uh, right at the center of it. So he's somebody that uh, you must get to know. Thank um, you. We're talking to Dr. Rich Fowler, uh, who's the creator of the Thin, of Thin Places trilogy, uh, and we'll be right back. Many church leaders don't seem to realize or understand that cultural Marxism has infiltrated the American church. I believe Marxism is satanic, it's demonic, it's everything that John 10.10 tells us about, where it's the enemy has come to steal and destroy, and Jesus has come to give life and life more abundantly. This is the hour of the American church. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code ERIC and you get free shipping for the entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more to get the best specials ever. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code ERIC, Again, MyPillow.com. Use promo code ERIC. Remember, you get free shipping on your entire order. You can call 800-978-3057, 800-978-3057. Use promo code ERIC. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. 
I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Welcome back. Uh, I have as my guest Dr. Rich Fowler, uh, who is interested in faith, culture-making, art. Um, One of the things that amazes me is that, you know, oftentimes we hear about uh, the gospel story, the story of Jesus. It's called the greatest story ever told. And the reason for that is that it's at the center of all art, all meaning. It, it is summed up, um, you know, C.S. Lewis in that conversation with Tolkien, uh, when Tolkien says, well, yeah, maybe it, it's a myth, but what if there was one time when this myth became history? And ultimately, there is no way around it. You cannot tell stories without intentionally or unintentionally, wittingly or unwittingly, referring to the larger story. You know, today the cliche is the meta narrative. Um, but it's it's inevitable that God created us. Uh, he puts us as characters in time, in history, and there's no way out of it. In other words, even if you're trying to avoid God. There is no way, ultimately, to avoid God. And it seems to me that you're, you're dealing with that. You're telling these stories, and you're, um, you're trying to get—it seems to me that you're trying to help people to see that their story leads to God. And what, the way I put it is, uh, recently, I guess, I, I, I said, Jesus is the meaning of your life. People want to ask, what's the, what's the meaning of life? Well, I can tell you the meaning of your life. Jesus is the meaning of your life. Now figure out what that means. Right. So I think the question is easily comes down to, you know, what do you think the meaning of life is? Because you just indicated if you kind of want people to ask the question, what's the meaning of life? So that you could then go, well, I got the answer. This is awesome. It's all these great things about Jesus, all these great things about Scripture. Have a look at the great meta stories that are in, in real life. Have a look at church history. It's a crazy place if you want to start looking at how those things were played out. Have a look at the, the Scriptures and where that all started and what that means. And if you, st- you can pick anywhere then, but people are really unlikely to ask the question. So I think my space, if you like, and I'm not saying it's yours, it could be anybody that has a, has a heart that breaks pretty quickly because they have a family member that's struggling and they have a great family but there's something not working or anybody that sees a broken moment and they go, you know, I know something about how to fix that but I don't, I don't, don't have the, the, they're not asking the right question or there's something not around them that they can reach for the language. I think that's where storytellers come in. And I think storytellers can bounce language back at uh, culture. And if there was more of us, that's better, I'm telling you now, because at the same time they build the language, the bridges, the concepts, the threads that end up back at the heart of the person who is in those problem areas. And it might not be you, Eric, that helps the person that you really care about, but it might be me who tells a story that gives them the language to come to you and say, can I have a moment? I, I, I saw this thing or... I heard this thing or I felt this thing. Are we okay if, if we chat about it? It's interesting because I, I know that um, story, a, a lot of times I think, uh, and it seems like you're referring to it obliquely, but this idea that we often feel like I've got the answers and you know somebody says to me, I've got a problem, and we, we want to say, um, okay, here's the answer. Jesus is the answer. Do this, boom, 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 boom. 
oftentimes that doesn't people don't respond well to that or oftentimes it repulses people and what story does what art can do is it can kind of come alongside people at their own pace and a lot of times when i'm writing my books i think that i I, you want people to go off alone with the book and to have these thoughts and at their in in a sense um uh, on their own to be making these connections. And if they're making these connections on their own through someone else's story, they feel the, the safety, in a sense, uh, and then the freedom to, to follow where they think they're leading. Whereas if you're in a, in, in a, in a confrontational conversation, people often just pull, pull away. So that, to me, is part of the magic of what art is and what story is, is it is allows people the space on their own to discover think the real time because we live in real time and because stories are told in real time music's in real time you can't go forward and then come back you have to play it in order acting's in real time words come before you talk to somebody then it comes back to you because real life is in real time we just go back to kind of what we were learning in that little masters thing which is we're going to face the need for mentors and community eventually it will be some form of answer for us. And that's why, you know, every local church in, in all the world is, is, is a place for capturing hearts that are, that, are, that are really needing to hear and find a place. But you think about those other two spots. They're not as often found, which is this thing, this sort of lit way, something maybe God is talking to them about or some color or some focus that makes them go, that's a thing for me. Somebody needs to be there to enable those things, two things together. And I think we need to give language to the mentor and community to acknowledge that everyone around them is God made. So therefore, we've sort of got a little bit of a heads up on how we can help them, particularly with stories and language. So they might not run up to us and say, I know exactly what you can do for me. Please do it now. But our stories give them language to get us there or give them doorways or windows. And finally, and this this is the thing that really you can't take it away from a human that's been alive for more than um, six months, defining moments. People are having them all the time. Who's there? Is there a mentor and community? Is there a language from a story that they read, or something that you've read, something that you've written, something that you've seen, something that someone said? Is there something there that's taking you back to H-O-P-E? So they might not find their way all the way back to Christ yet, but if they can't find their way to hope, I think it's my accountability. I've got to get the stories out there, and that's why I'm here. Wow. Do we have time to sing? We just had about a minute yeah. left. What do you want? I don't know. You, you're going to sing. What do you got? We're going to do a thing, man. Well, I'm not going to sing if you don't sing. Okay, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why we're going to do this song, too. Yeah. We're going to do just the first verse of what, what's literally credited in research as the song, the top song that's transformed the world. And it's because it's been taken out of, and here's the big word in academia, context so many times. But as it's taken out, it becomes more meaningful. And this is the one. Do you like that? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Dr. Richard Fowler. So welcome. Old man 
look at my life 24 and there's so much more Live alone in a paradise That makes me think of two Welcome back. I'm talking to Robert Netsley right now, who is with Inspire Investing. Robert, um, I can't help but get excited about what you've created, an opportunity for people to find out if their money is funding wicked things, if they have money in a, in a 401k or retirement fund, whatever it is, that is invested in companies that are doing evil things, that, that is promoting pornography, promoting abortion, promoting any number of things or ideologies with your money, folks. So Robert Nestle has created something where you can get a free report that tells you um, where your money is, and they will help you get your money into companies that are doing good things. So you have to go to inspireadvisors.com slash Eric inspireadvisors.com slash Eric, you get a free report, but this is something I, I, you know, Robert, I guess it just gives me hope that it's possible to turn things around in America. Cause when I think of how much money people have invested out there, if they would understand what's going on and shift that money to good stuff, it's just huge. It's just absolutely monstrous. Like what, what is it's enormous. It's enormous. And we are seeing uh, fruit from that labor. Uh, it's, it's remarkable. Um, it doesn't have to even be trillions of dollars to to change things. I've I've been on the phone, you know, in recent weeks, you know, with uh, investor relations and CFOs and and whatnot. We regularly engage with companies that we invest in or are uh, would like to invest in, or kind of just speaking biblical truth to corporate power. And you know, one of the things we hear is uh, often that um, number one, these people have never heard. They tell us they've never heard from a faith based investor before. They've been doing their job for 20, 30 years. You know, executive major organizations never heard from a faith-based investor. So number one, they need to hear our voice. Number two, they're thankful to hear it. Even in some of these sort of, you know, woke businesses, you think that this don't care. There are people in the, in those businesses of influence that actually do care about what we have to say and oftentimes have enough influence to change things. So, for instance, Costco stopped giving money to gay pride parades. Chevron stopped giving money to Planned Parenthood. There's a, a laundry list of other organizations that... That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Robert, that is unbelievable. It is so wonderful. I want to tell people, folks, what you do and don't do, you can change the world if you take an interest in this. When I hear that a company like Costco would stop giving money to something like that or Chevron, these are huge, huge companies. And you shop there, uh, your money may be invested there. When we get involved in these things, we can change the world. So I, I want to say the, the action point is go to invest. I'm sorry, inspireadvisors.com slash Eric. Inspireadvisors.com slash Eric. You'll get a free report that will help you uh, figure this out. And I know, Robert, that you guys will, will, will help people if they want to transition uh, to invest in companies that believe in their values. But this is a, this is a gigantic thing. Um, that we 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 have, I mean, it's to me scandalous when we have power and we don't use that power. It's like when I say I'm not going to vote, uh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. When you don't do those things, 
the people who don't share your values, who share opposite, who have opposite values, they're going to prevail. So uh, I just want to say to you, Robert, thank you for for, for taking this on uh, because it is game changing. Like you said, it's a movement. The, the more people that do this, um, it, it's an amazing thing when we think of the money that is out there that, that, that many people of faith with traditional values have invested in woke companies. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to do something about it. You've, you've just got to do something about it. This is like a mandate that we've got to live our faith out in every sphere and where you're, Money is, that's a big deal. So please go to inspireadvisors.com slash Eric. This is a free report, inspireadvisors.com slash Eric. Robert Etsley, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you, Eric. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.